One, cut your light on. We are live. Our message today entails a probably at least two parts that we'll be dealing with. It's entitled The Urgency or The Hour of Urgency. And in this world today, we're dead in the midst of that hour of urgency. This is a prophetic word by the Lord Jesus Christ that we'll be dealing with. And I counsel those in our world viewing audience that there's going to be some things said here that will probably be distasteful to you. However, it's still God's Word and it's still true. So I warn you up front that you have the option to turn your television or turn off your internet and switch it to a more conducive message that will satisfy you. But I'm going to preach the truth here today about a lot of things and it's going to step on a lot of people, especially in leadership. And I expect to get some calls, but it's okay. It's okay. I get them anyway. But here's the word of the Lord. In the, ur in the hour of urgency, Part 1. In the book of 2 Corinthians 7, verse 1, the Bible talks to us about the promises. And it says that being that we have these promises, let us therefore cleanse ourselves from all filthiness in the flesh and in the spirit. And I started thinking about that, and I said, Lord, uh, where do you want me to go with it? How do you want me to go? And this is the way it is with God. Before man sinned, there was the human spirit, and there was what we call the spirit of the living God. Amen? And then something happened, we know that when man sinned, that God made coats of skins. Religion would tell you that God went out and killed the animal. Y'all heard it, right? God went out, killed the animal, and put on man. But if you read your Bible... The Bible says that when man sinned, afterwards God did make coats of skin. That's this right here that you in. That's this right here. And it brought in a third spirit in us. Now we've got the human spirit, which is 
in the midst. We've got God's spirit, but now we've got an extra spirit in there now called the spirit of the flesh. And now the human spirit has been malignatized by the sinful spirit of the flesh that has linked to it. Are you following me? And then you've got the spirit of the living God with the desire to link to the human spirit. So now we've got this situation within ourselves because of sin. So now we have the human spirit, the spirit of the flesh, and the spirit of God. So the word of God says in 2 Corinthians 7, 1, it tells us to cleanse ourselves because, beloved, we have these promises and we know that all the promises of God are yea and amen. That means you can count them. That's the word of God. So now, <coughs> the word of God tells us that we have to now cleanse ourselves of all filthiness in the flesh and in the spirit too. In other words, remember that human spirit that's been malignatized by the sinful spirit that's found in the flesh? Well, he said you got to cleanse that out of your spirit. So not only do you have to clean your flesh of all filthiness, but you've got to cleanse yourself of all filthiness in your human spirit. It, it can't touch God's spirit. It can't touch God's spirit. But it can touch that human spirit. And that's what the spirit of the flesh does. It touches that human spirit and causes that human spirit to go toward it instead of towards God. And this is why we come under such attack as mankind is concerned is because of this. Once again, the message is in the hour, the hour of urgency. And this is what Jesus says in Matthew, the 24th chapter. It says, And Jesus went out, and he departed from the temple. And his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. They were impressed by what they saw. They were impressed by the magnificence of <coughs> the synagogue. Just like around here and all across the nation and the world. One church builds a church, a temple, and everybody magnifies it. And six months to a year later, another one builds. Now everybody, did you see that? Marvelous. That's what the disciples was doing with Jesus. They were impressed by big buildings. They were impressed by big congregations. They were impressed by all the proper and the professional events and antics. See, 
They were impressed by that. So what did they do? Disciples now, church folk. They tried to impress Jesus with it. That's what they tried to do. Well, let's take it to the spirit realm. They do the same thing with this temple. They dress it well. They put rich stuff in it. They put rich stuff on it. They ride in rich stuff because they're impressed. They're trying to impress the temple. And disciples, church folk, they say, did you see that new BMW that pastor got? Or that new Mercedes? Or did you see that suit? Or that Rolex or whatever that he was wearing? You know, trying to impress. They are impressed by the building more so than what's in the building. Amen? Mm-hmm. So, they trying to impress Jesus the same way. And <laughs> Jesus says here in verse 2, And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all of these things, Jesus said. He says, uh, Verily, I say unto you. He says, There shall not be left here one stone <coughs> upon another that shall not be thrown down. In other words, I am not impressed. Amen. I said in other words, Jesus was saying, I am not impressed. I am not impressed with your big buildings. I am not impressed with your big ministries. I am not impressed with anything except what my sheep look like. That's the only thing that I'm concerned with. I'm just giving you the word. And verse 3 says, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the Mount of Olives is the oil press. This is a place of remorsefulness. Notice that he, he sat there. Because that means he was dwelling in a sorrowful situation. Why was he doing that? Because he's about to begin to teach them about what's about to take place on the face of this earth. And being that God is an all-seeing God, see, he knows, he sees all of this. So naturally, he would be sorrowful, right? Be careful, all you so-called prophets. Uh, <laughs> And all you so-called Jezebel prophetesses out there. Because we've got enough, just on Facebook alone, we've got enough prophets and apostles and prophetesses and all of that. And, and, and apostolic prophecies, prophets and all, whatever. Anyway, we got enough of them that the whole world ought to be saved. Just on Facebook alone. Everything on there is a bishop, apostle, and got three members. And ain't done nothing to set up nothing nowhere. This woman is an apostle. This is her second church. It's possibly somebody set up churchy. But you don't see her running around and hollering about, I'm an apostle. She just knows who she is. She just do it and go on. That's all we have to do. That's all we have to do. Set up and move on. 
But Jesus says now, he's dwelling in this place of sorrow, the Mount of Olives, the oil press. And the disciples came unto him privately. And they said, tell us when these things be. Or when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming? And of the end of the world. And the first thing Jesus said was in verse 4. He said, and Jesus answered and said unto them. Take heed, that means pay close attention. That no man deceive you. Rule number one. You got to be on your A game. Or man will deceive you. And being that you're a man, you deceive yourself. So don't leave you out when you're looking at this. You need to take heed not only to man, but take heed to the man in you that you be not deceived. For many shall come in my name saying, I am the Christ and shall deceive a few, many, many. And that's what you got out here. We talked about that last week. We got people out here now that's actually claiming themselves to be Jesus Christ. And people are following them. And they're following them because they refuse to look in the book. They're too lazy to look in the book. One of the first things that we have to do here at House of Destiny when a new person come in is that we have to get them broke in to look into the book. They ain't used to looking in the book. They just used to sitting there listening to somebody tell stories. <laughs> but here, you got to get broke in to look at what's in the book. Because if you know what's in the book, then you won't be deceived by this ignorant stuff that's going on out here that they call church. I'm going to get ugly. I told them to turn. I, I, I told them. Don't look, Ethel. Don't look. Because I'm finna snatch the dress off. All of it. I'm finna snatch that dress off that whole Babylon. Yeah, it's going to get rough. It's going to get rough. So the Word of God says now, <coughs> verse 6, or verse 7, I'm going to go on verse 7. It says, For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines, and pessimism, earthquakes, and all these are going to be in various places. Well, when you look out, you've heard me say many times, all this stuff that's going on, all this chaos, you've heard me say many times, is coming to a theater near you. You've heard me say. Right here in Missouri, what is it, Ferguson? It's coming on our way. Now this thing could spark off something crazy. You know, because... People are getting tired, you know, on both sides. And what's happening is 
is setting everything up for the showdown. And what we're doing is, is we're being taken by surprise when we should know and understand the signs of the time that kingdoms are going to rise up against kingdoms. Look at the Middle East. There is, it's all falling apart. Egypt, <coughs> Syria, Iraq, <coughs> all of it's falling apart. Israel, over there with, with, the, with uh, the Gaza Strip, all of it. See, all this stuff is linked in with religious walls. You can't do nothing about that. That's been happening ever since biblical time, ancient biblical time. It would take a fool to get involved in a family skirmish. That's a civil war, civil religious war. And it takes a crazy person to get involved with it. But if you sit back and you listen, those of you who are uninformed, y'all sit back and y'all listen to that news stuff because you don't know what's going on. And now you hating on people that you ought not be hating on. You see, we got a president that's trying to keep us out of war. They're trying to go to war because that's all they know is war. But the veterans, I'm a veteran, and veterans can't even get what they're supposed to get now. Now, if you send them back over there to war, then if you're already the veterans can't take, can be taken care of, how are you going to take care of them if it can get worse? You can't even take care of them now. See, a lot of y'all ain't never been to war. See, that's why I say what I say when I say it. Go to war first and then come and talk to me about what somebody ought to do or what they ought not do. By now, we ought to be tired of war. You know, we don't even know how to win a war. We ain't even won a war since the second, second or the Korean War. We don't even know how to win a war. We ain't won a war since then, but we always want to go to war. You always got these folks sitting back and see to the, to the people that don't know this, and don't understand this, what they do is they go along with them crazy folk. But it's all been ordained. Now why are you going to get in the middle of something that God has already ordained? That is a fool. Amen? That's a fool of the worst kind. Because I'm laying it out here. He said, kingdom against kingdom, and, there, and there's going to be nations against nations, and then there's going to be these things called famines. You know? Okay. Right out there. All out through the Midwest and the West Coast. It's California and all that. Famine. Drought. They can't even dock the boats. Famine. Ready? Right, right here. In the theater near you. Right here. Did, that don't even count all them other places of famine that's out there in the world. No, it's right here too. It's right here in the Appalachian where we used to go up and take stuff too. You see, see, we know about it. We know where it's at. See, and let me tell you something. Hunger don't care nothing about what color you are, how much money you got, and nothing else. If you hungry, you hungry. And if you hungry, somebody need to help you. But you also need to help yourself too. You understand what I'm saying? So that when you get some food, don't try to eat it all up. Same thing with money. Don't be a fool. You got to use the sense, you know, or you'll always be under subjection. All right. 
I hope y'all listen to, to, to God, what God is trying to tell y'all up in here today. Because this thing going to get rough. Now, he said, now, now watch this. He said, now there are going to be famines. And not only is there going to be a famine of, 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 of not having enough to eat or drink, but the word of God says in Amos, <coughs> Amos 8.11, he also says that there's going to be a famine and it's not going to be of bread and thirst, but it's going to be of the hearing of the word of the Lord. So there's a famine there too. He said they're going to be running from the east to the north looking for a word, but they ain't going to be able to find it. That's in Amos 8, verse 11 and 12. That's what they're doing now. They're everywhere. Looking for a feel-good message. They like that. But see, what's going to happen when you don't have, that's why, when you don't have your padded pews anymore? What's going to happen when you, when you get run out of your house and you got to stand on top of a hill and you can't wash and you can't eat, huh? What's going to happen, people? Hey, it's coming to a theater near you. You better hear me. No, you best hear God. We run around here trying to blame everybody else for what's going on. What we need to be doing is one thing, staying focused on God and getting closer to God. That should be our only mission. That should be our only mission and not all this other mess that we get involved in. It is also going to be pestilences, Ebola, AIDS. Locusts, right out here somewhere in the Midwest where they, they had to shut down a major highway because of all the locust famine a few weeks ago, two, three weeks ago. They had to shut it down because they were wrecking because of the slickness that was so much. It was a plague of locusts of biblical form. Had to shut the whole place down. The whole town was covered. When I say covered, I mean covered. Even the gas tanks were covered. Pestilences. And earthquakes. There's so many earthquakes going on that they don't even, they don't even tell you about them no more. So many of them jumping off. And it says all of these, these uprisings, these earthquakes, these famines, these pestilences. It says they're going to be in various places, diverse places. That means they're going to be all around. And that's what's happening to us. And America is not exempt. We keep, for some stupid reason, we keep thinking that we're exempt. But we are not exempt. They've got postings where they are actually beheading Christians. And after they're taking their heads off, they're taking their head and setting them down in the small of their back. And it's sitting up there. And there's a human being without a head on the body. It's sitting up there in the back. They're doing that right now, Christians. Because they wouldn't denounce their league with Christ. What you going to do when they come to cut your head off? See, I told you, this, this, is, real, this is the real thing here. See? See, this is the real thing. See, we're going to have to face this. We're not, see, see y'all think, they done told y'all we're going to get up out of here but before, before all this take place. But before I finish this series, I'm going to show you where you've been lied to. And I'm going to show it to you in the Bible. Now, you will have to make the decision on what you're going to believe and who you're going to believe. But I'm going to show it to you in the Bible. 
what we're going to have to go through. We're coming up in here in our little old padded church sessions. It's going to get ugly. Then what we're going to do? Verse 8 says, all these are the beginning of sorrows. And watch this. And then shall they. Now this is the next step. Now they're already doing that in a lot of places now. <coughs> Even over there in Iraq. Then shall, verse 9, shall they deliver you up to be afflicted. And shall do what? Who? Kill who? Okay. You. Now, are you really ready for Jesus? Are you really ready for Christianity? Come, come, I'm going to show you some stuff in here today. But are you really ready for this? They shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake, including America. They are hating us because we believe in Christ. They are trying to stop us from talking and living a real life of Christ. Oh, they don't mind you teaching there and being under that authority of Christendom. That old lion. We're going to talk about that whore that sits on many waters. We're going to talk about her. See, they don't mind you dealing with that. But for the real thing, they don't want you going in here and finding out the truth. They will fight you. And they got enough preachers out here and enough theological seminaries out here to stop the average person from going forward. Because the average person who is a leader in this don't trust God enough to take them to the next level. They think that they got to have the say-so of man and his association and his theological form and his, all his cataclysms and stuff. That's what they think. They think you got to go about it that way. So what do they do? They succumb to man's way about this. Verse 10. And then shall many be offended. Well, wait a minute. Then they'll begin to betray one another and shall hate one another. Well, why are they going to be offended? Well, I'm glad you asked. Go to Matthew 13, 21. Go there. Matthew. Remember the word offended. And when they get offended, they begin to hate you. We've had them do that here, right? You can talk to me. 1321. Are we there? Watch this. We talk about this word. Uh, we talk about this word here, uh, offended. Matthew 1321 tells us that yet hath he not root in himself. That's the one that gets offended. But endureth for what? Uh-oh. Uh but endureth for a while. You did run well. What happened? For when tribulation or persecution arises, why? Because of the what? Uh-oh. By and by he is what? So he's offended because of the word. And the persecution that comes from the hearing and the listening and the living of the word. You understand? Amen. So they become offended when persecution and tribulations come. 
Why do they get offended? Because of the word. Well, why would you get offended? Because of the word. Because you've been listening to those lying preachers. And what's happened is, is when the truth comes, you can't handle the truth. Amen. So there's a problem. So now you become offended. Because you want somebody to tell you stories. You want to hear somebody tell you some stories. You don't want to hear the word. And verse 11 says, And many false prophets, I'm back in Matthew 24, verse 11, And many false prophets shall rise and deceive many. He said, Many false prophets are going to arise. Do you think any are out there right now? Amen. Plenty of them. Amen. Getting rich. Getting rich. In the name of Jesus. See, Jesus lays this thing out simple. All you got to do is read it. It's real simple. What happens when they get to reading it? They got all that theology and all that crazy stuff in their head and they can't get a clear view of what Jesus is saying. Well, it's as simple as a goat butt going up here. All you got to do is look up. You're bound to see it. You're bound to see it. He says here now, 13, or uh, verse 12 said, And because iniquity shall abound, sin, the love of many shall wax cold. And see, that's where we are right now, you see, even with us. Because sometimes we even get tired of fooling with people. Right? Come on, you can be honest. Amen. And if we're not careful, we'll be in that same place of love waxing cold. Because of iniquity, because we see so much of this stuff that we say, okay, the devil with it. So we got to be careful that we don't fall under this. The love of many shall wax cold. But verse 13 said, but he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. And watch this. And this gospel, which gospel? The one I'm reading here. This gospel. When this gospel of what? The kingdom. And that word kingdom means the royal power of rulership. See, that's the, that's the gospel that the Lord Jesus Christ wants us to preach. The one that teaches about the royal power of our rulership. Of our rulership in him. So God says here that, 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 that and the, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world. For a witness unto all men. And then shall the end come. Trust the reason why. Jesus ain't come back. Yet. Is because of us. This gospel is not being preached. We are holding up. Jesus. Oh you don't believe it. You just read it. When this gospel is preached. Yeah you got a part in it too. You got a part in it. All of us got a part in it. We're holding up Jesus. We're holding up him coming. The church is holding him up. 
because of religion. Because of religion, that stinking whore that sits on many waters, because of her, we're holding up Jesus. He wants to come. He wants to get his church. But how can he come if the gospel, this gospel, ain't been preached? He said his word above all his name. He can't go against his word. His word is already written. I can't come and get you until you preach what I told you to preach. So we're holding him up. We're holding him up. And we wonder why. And don't you know the longer we hold him up, the worse it's going to get on us? <laughs> and don't you know that's why it's going to get so terrible? Because we're trying to hold on to this old fake gospel that we're preaching out here. And the longer we hold on to it, the worse things get. But we could have got up out of here sooner Amen. if we'd have preached this gospel. This gospel. If we'd have preached this gospel. Let's go to Revelation 17, 1 through 6. It's beginning to get tough. Revelation. 17, 1 through 6. Say amen when you get there. Watch you. And he says unto me, verse, uh, wait a minute, verse uh, 17, verse 1 through 6. And there came one of the seven angels which had the seven vials, and he talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither. See, you got you to be willing to go somewhere with him before you can see something. You <laughs> Did you hear what I said? I said, you got to be willing to go somewhere with him before you can see something. He said, come here. I said, come here. I'm going to show you something. He says here. And there came one of the seven angels, which had the seven vows. And he talked with me. Saying unto me, come hither. Because I will show Unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sits upon many waters. That word waters there represents nations. He's talking about false religion. I'm going to prove it to you. From the book. From the book. With whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication. And the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. Now, it's that old false church. <laughs> That's it. So he carried me away in the spirit. I tell you, you got to go some places. And he took him into the wilderness. See, you got to take, in order for you to see this, you got to go someplace else you ain't been before. You got to go into a wilderness. In other words, you can't take your assessment of the Bible with you on this. God is trying to show you. He said, now you need to come here. I need to show you something. And the reason I need you to come out of that, because we're going to talk about that coming out of that in a minute. You know, the reason I need you to come out of that is because I, got, I, got, I can't show you what you need to know over there because you in confusion over there. But you don't know you're confused. 
And the whole trick is to confuse you. To keep you from the place that you need to be in God. So what we do, we set up Baptist, we set up Methodist, we set up Zionist, we set up Catholic. We do all this to confuse you. Don't you know that the Bible say let there be no schism, that's a partition in the body. And every time you put up a denomination, you're putting up another schism. Oh, you didn't know that, did you? Huh? The Bible say don't put no schism, have no schism in the body. In other words, take down them walls. Because every one of those denominations got something, a new religion that they done made themselves off of. I told you it's gonna get. I told you I'm gonna get some calls, but it's all right. You go and call me. You go ahead on. Take a chance and call me. And when you call me, don't hang up like a lot of you do. You just call me. I talk to you, and I'll talk to you civilly. And if you got sense enough to listen, I'll show you what the Bible says about it. Or you can continue to believe in your constitution that you got on the wall, your Baptist constitution, and and your Catholic. Catholicism constitution and all them other constitutions that you got. You a liar and the truth ain't in you. You a liar and the truth ain't in you. You a liar because show it to me in the Bible. Show me a Baptist in the Bible where you're supposed to have a denomination. Show it to me. Show me Methodist. Show it to me. Don't look at me crazy. Show it to me. See, you ain't never heard nobody pop fire on the world like I pop on it. That's why you're looking at me all crazy. Because don't nobody have no heart. But I'm that voice crying in the wilderness. I got the same spirit on me and I'm going to tell you now, you brood of vipers, who told you to escape the wrath that's about to come? So he carried me away. Verse 3, Revelation 17, verse 3. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. He got to take me somewhere that I ain't never been before. He got to get me out of that place Amen. that's done confused me and done blinded me. I want everybody to see this word now. I'm coming out of Revelation 17, verse 3. See, I'm giving you what's in the word. And he, then he said, and I saw a what? Somebody say it. Woman represents the church. And she sit upon a scarlet colored beast. That thing got blood on him. But look where she's sitting. Look where she's sitting. Who that whole sitting on many waters? Catholic churches everywhere. In every nation sitting on them. They got their own got their own city, Vatican City. He's going to talk about that too. I'm going to show you that. Oh, I'm going I'm to lay it out. And all these other denominations came from that. You got to say, I believe in the Holy Catholic Church. Yeah, they, they repeat that stuff up in these churches. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. I ain't leading you wrong. I'm leading you straight. God said, you preach it. You preach it, they'll fall. You preach it, they'll fall. You preach it, they'll fall. And I believe it. So you just preach it. They'll fall. Because they, 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 know, they, they know the voice of the shepherd. 
They know the real voice of the shepherd. And a fake or a counterfeit, they won't follow. Because they've been taught better. They're recognizing right off the top. Oh, it don't sound like the voice. That ain't the right voice. That ain't the right note. Y'all remember? Say it was a scarlet beast. Verse 3. Full of names and blasphemies. Having seven heads and ten horns. I ain't got time to go into all that. Because I'm stuck on this woman. But y'all got to understand now she riding this beast. And this beast is world power. It's government. And the woman, church, was arrayed in purple and scarlet. That's the color of the priesthood, y'all. Go back in the Old Testament. The colors of the priesthood. I'm busting some head up in here. Colors up. Go in the book. Look what colors he told Moses to make the priesthood. Purple, gold, scarlet. All of them good colors. Do here. Deck with gold and precious stones. Are y'all there? Everybody there? Everybody see this thing? With pearls? Look, having a golden cup. Where? The golden cup. The cup is your soul. The gold supposed to be spiritual uh, uh, purity. Remember, Jesus was given three, three gifts. He was given gold, which he was pure in spirit. He was given myrrh, meaning that he was pure in his soul. And he was given frankincense, meaning that he was pure in his flesh. Them gifts didn't... Oh, you just thought they just wanted to give him some gifts. No, they represented spiritual things. What she got? A golden what? Golden cup. In, her, in other words, that heifer got y'all souls in her hand. Uh-huh. She got y'all souls in her hand. Did you hear me? I told you it's going to get raw up here. I told y'all now, you know, I, they can turn off, y'all can go, you can do what you want to, but I'm, pre I'm still going to preach to the pews. If everybody, you know, I'm, I'm not going to back up now. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. When you leave here, you're going to say, oh, I got an eye opener. And it'll make you go back and you study this thing and you see where we are. The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet because she's of the priesthood. Decked with gold and precious stones and pearl, having a golden cup in her hand, but it was full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. Greedy dogs, the shepherds. Greedy dogs. Lesbians and homosexuals being ordained in the pool pit. The filthiness of abomination, what God called abomination. Has now become all right with the church. Oh, y'all don't want to talk to me, see? See, see you don't want to talk to me because I tell the truth. In verse 5 of Revelation 17 says, And upon her head was a name written, Mystery. See, she's a mystery. Babylon the Great. Babylon means confusion. That means she got great confusion. She done confused a whole lot of them. The mother. Y'all know what a harlot is, don't you? Do I need to break that down? You better tell me before I do it. Y'all know what it is. She's the mother of it. Yeah, the mother of it. 
and abominations of the what? Look at the Catholic Church. Look at the leadership. I know they got a good, decent little pope in there right now. All that's well and good, but the, the office of that thing, what that thing stands for, is messy. The stuff that it's doing is messy. The, the stuff that it has done is messy. All the way from the, the, the ancient uh, 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 torture chambers. Yeah, the medieval times that folk don't even know about. See, that's why you don't need to be getting involved in stuff that you don't know nothing about. You need to investigate stuff and find out what's going on. Least alone, they are incubators for homosexuality. I'm talking about leadership, turning them little boys out and shifting them old predators all around. Won't, won't sit them down, but shifting them around. See, because all of them in that cahoots together. And it wouldn't make no difference who came up in there. The Pope, he just holding that off. He can't change nothing because there is somebody behind him. Just like he's somebody behind the president. He can't do nothing. But they put you out front where they can blame somebody. That's the, that's, that's the trick. That's the trick that I'm trying to get all y'all people in the world to understand to stop being so ignorant. Watch verse 6. And I saw the woman. She was drunken with the blood of the who? Oh! Well, why would she be drunken with the blood of the saint if she wasn't the church? Why would the saints even be affiliated with her if she wasn't the church? How could she be filled with the, or drunk from the blood of them? In other words, their resources. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered, he said, this is John talking, he said, now I wonder with great admiration, how can this be? Because he sees this thing, man. It's amazing to him. Wow. What is this? Let's go to verse 14. I'm going to go to verse 14 through 18 and we out of here. Or 15 through 18 and we out of here. Revelation, 17th chapter. See, I have to explain this stuff to you. you this stuff got to be explained to you. Amen. You can't come up in here and hoop and holler. Them people ain't, you can't do that to God's people. You got to raise people. You got to show folk. You got to teach people. Get them to understand what's going on. All that old hooping and hollering and acting a fool up in church. You need to sit your tail down and learn something. Running all around acting all crazy. Hitting your head all against the walls and stuff. Sit down and act like you got some good sense. I'm talking to you, world. Sit your tail down and get, and get you a preacher that's going to teach you and preach to you the word of God. And he saith unto me, verse 15, the waters... Which thou saw, look here, I told you with many nations, where the, where the horse sits, or uh, who? 
people and multitude and nations and tongues. She's everywhere. You see it in the book. I tell you, I'll show it to you in the book. I'll prove it. I'm going to prove the word to you now. It's going to be proven. The word of God will be proven by the word of God. And 16 says, And the ten horns which thou saw upon the beast, these shall, watch what they're going to do now. Now she's running cahoots with them right now, with the world. She's riding high. Well, watch what the world do to her. Watch what this system going to do to her. And the ten horns which thou saw upon the beast, these shall hate the whore, and shall make her desolate. Uh-oh, he's going to rape her. And naked, and shall eat her flesh, and burn her with fire. Did you see that? Did you see that? Did you see what the world that she she's riding on this world system? See, the Catholic Church, they got their own bank, they got their own Vatican City, they got got it all. I'm gonna prove it to you in a minute. They're gonna call it out. But here's the thing. When they get tired of her, when they get tired of this old false religion that's out here, they're gonna let her burn herself up in her own lust. Because by that time, that's why they're going to burn her with fire. See, by that time, she's already engaged so much at things of the world. See, she loved that money. She loved glitter. You know. And by the time she figure out what happened to her, it's going to be too late. Because when she should have stuck with God, she went with the... <laughs> Hello. Hello, hello. Set up. Somebody say set up. Set up. Set up. Verse seventeen says, "For God had put in thy hearts to fulfill whose will, His will, and to agree and to give their kingdom unto the beast, until the words of God shall be fulfilled." Last verse. Watch this. Watch this now. And the woman, it's the church, which thou sawest, is that what? Great city. Vatican City. Called it out by name, a city. Said it was a great city. It's not the Catholic Vatican City. Is that not a great city, people? She sits all over the world, and where you go, she's got influence. Y'all ain't here. Y'all ain't here. Say she reigns over the kings of the earth. Say it was a great city. Vatican City. Pope this, Pope that, Pope this, Pope that. They in with the mob and everything as always have been, always will be. Mobsters will blow your head off and go right there to the to to to, to, to their what they call them, they 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 fathers or whatever it is that they call them. And do what? Turn right around. Doesn't blew somebody's head off and go right around. And what they'll do is they'll ask for forgiveness. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And they'll think that everything's all right. See, see, because they, they want to have the best of both worlds. They want to be able to do what they want to do and then get forgiven for it. Ain't that just like us? That's the very same what? Just like us. He said, now, this whore now, she's that great city. That great city. 
And next week we're going to take this thing up and we're going to go even further into it. We're going to go even further into it. And we're not going to release ourselves from it because there's something going on in the world that God wants us to pay close attention to. And it ain't Fox News and MSNBC. Y'all better hear me. You're listening to the wrong thing. You don't know how to go in there and get entertainment and see how big a fool. Only time I only reason I look at them is to see how big a fool they are. I do not go there to get no information. That's Jesus said the blind lead the blind, they both fall in a ditch. If you go in there to get your information, you you going you fit in the wreck. Those people aren't designed to give you information. Those people have a, a, a what they call an agenda. That's why one think one way and the other think one way because they know a house divided can't what? I can't hear you. So why you think so? That, so ain't, ain't that the devil? The devil knows if he can keep you divided from each other, keep us at each other's throat, he got us right. <laughs> look, look right up there in Missouri. Look at, good look at. That's all you got to do. Divide and conquer. They doing it all the way from Washington, D.C. all the way down and, and all the way up. <coughs> it's about, the devil is all about dividing you. Amen. That's why I'm against denominations. Because that's division. Amen. It don't say nothing about it. It says we're all one body, one mind, one Lord, one faith. Just one. He said now the only church he got is the church of God. That's what he called it in the Bible. Church of God. You didn't belong to this sect or that sect. They call it sectarianism in, 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 in Islam. That's the word they use for it in the Arabs. But over here with the Christians in the West, they use denominations. It's the exact same thing. Sectarianism, denominationalism, it's the same thing. Division. When you gonna wake up, church? When y'all gonna wake up? I'm when I say y'all, I'm talking about world. When y'all gonna wake up? When y'all gonna wake up? Tune in next time, same place, same time, and you'll get the rest of the story. God bless all of you. Amen. Come on up, sweetheart. Today's day, and uh, with a word of prophecy, uh, we've got to open our eyes and, and see. And I know sometimes when when God when God begins to release what has to be said, sometimes we squirm. And, and the reason why we squirm is because we don't know. And uh, for such a long time, you know, we believe or have friends that believe certain ways, but. When you really begin to investigate things, it's not what you think it is. 
and it's really scary. You talked about being drunk, I mean, that, that, that whore, you know, being drunk with the blood of the saints. Now, why in the world, if, 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 if think about it, see, this word, word, the word we're going to be getting, it's going to awaken our minds. If this was really the true church, why would it be drunk with the blood of the saints? Think about it. If it was the true church that is speaking of, why would it be drunk with the blood of the saints? So it lets you know right then it's a false, it's, it's a false church. All you got to do is just come out of the come out of the old way of thinking. You know, you remember that that part in the scripture that it talks about many many, many false prophets, and the very first thing it was talking about in that word is about deception, and it was going to come forth to deceive many. If 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 the church don't wake up, if the body of Christ don't wake up, many will be deceived, and the reason why they will there be deceived is because they're narrow-minded. I used to be narrow-minded. That's how I know. But when I got in the book, most people do not like to get in the book because, you know, if you, I heard someone say this a long, long time ago. Kept it with me always. If you want to keep a person ignorant, give them a book because they don't like to read. And most church folk do not study the Word of God for themselves. That's why we stay ignorant. And when truth comes forth, we think them people off the chain. All you got to do is it's in the book. And then you, when you read it in the book, you look out among the word, and there it is. That's why that message was talking about the urgency of the hour. Time is growing. Y'all, we better open our eyes. I mean, open our eyes. We need to be telling everybody what's coming down to you. And then we ourselves, you know, we need to awaken ourselves up. We need to wake up to the word of God. And, uh, and, and, and um, I'm going to say this, reiterate something Dr. Manning said. And um, he said, because other day we were talking about it, and I had made mention of it, I had uh, Minister Adams that said it, and Dr. Manning brought it back to my attention. He said, remember when, I, when the Lord spoke and said, uh, it's coming to a theater near you. And it was stuff that was going on over in, in the Middle East, and all of a sudden we get the same stuff over here. And you would think that, oh, no, that can't happen here. We're looking way over yonder, and all of a sudden, God had already pre-warned us that it was going to come to a theater near, in, in other words, it would come to America, okay? So when we hear these things, we don't need to be pushed to the side and just think, oh, they're just saying something. No, because it may just show up at your door. We are not, we are not exempt. We're not exempt, none whatsoever. So I, I advise you, those who, who so desire to get a CD, get this CD. Now, if you know, you know, you say, well, I don't, I don't want to get a CD. I got my computer. Now, let me tell you something. If you, don't, don't let the devil lie to you. Now, if you know that you're not going to get on that computer and you're gonna not going to study that word and, live, and replay that word over and over and over and over till you get in your spirit, then get you a CD. And the reason being because he, does want, he, he wants the body of Christ to stay uh, 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 dumb, ignorant. No, it's time to awaken. It's time, it's time to wake up. Amen. It's time to wake up. So we need, and it's in the book. And then ask the Holy Spirit to help you if you don't understand. Someone's like, it's too hard. I don't, I don't, I can't handle it. Trust, baby. You better get in the book. I'm talking about the Word of God. It's, it's important. 
like I said, it's gonna come into a creator need and see it. It's already and there's gonna be some more stuff too. So don't 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 be frightened. Just know the fact that we don't want to be a part of that's gonna be deceived. Amen. Now let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. Amen. And these asked um how many people would like to have CDs so I can give uh, uh, Deacon Hill uh, 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 and make sure I give him an accurate count because he said either I'm too short or don't have enough, okay? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Make sure we get one from one from uh, uh, 11, so 12. Uh, but I guess it will be 13. So, and then when, when we get them, make sure we stay long enough for them to run those CDs off so you can have them in your hand, amen? I think we have the ch uh, the children, y'all gonna, they gonna share something today, understand? They've been doing some little series back there too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Amen. That is beautiful. They're learning. They're learning. They're being taught by prayer because that's one of their weapons. They uh, they have their armor. Now I'm going to ask the children if they will all come up because we want to pray for the for our children before they return to school on Monday. So we we definitely want to pray for them. Amen. Amen. Because it's it's our youth. You know. This is what you see here is what we're going this is our future. I mean, when we're dead and gone, that's why it's important now that they they be be taught, you know, 
what to do and how to because you know what when the, when the tribulation comes it, it won't just be adults it's going to be children too so therefore they're going to have to be equipped just like the adults amen so we're, we're going do we have all the all the all the children here all of them here all of them that's present I saw that minister somewhere. Um, minister Tom, would you come up and I want you to anoint each child, please? Because that's that that's for their protection. They're gonna go out there. You, you know, did you notice how it talked about uh, when Sister Sandy talked about the, the, the little prayer chamber they have here? I, I I noticed one of them had my school. One of them had uh, uh, my teacher. You know, I, I don't know whatever else is on, they're listed on that, and then some of them have for their own families, you know. So it's very important to see children have it in their heart and spirit about different things that needs to, they desire to have prayer for. But the thing now, we want to make sure that as, as they go out into the world, that they will take Jesus with them. And, you know, if the schools are afraid to do that, so that's why we've got to pray for our children while they're in school. Because they're, so, they're being introduced to so many things that's not of God. They've got to be able to stand as Christians. Amen? So so, so, so they will be the light that's out there. And we believe God. We, we believe God that as, as they go into the school system, that they're going to be the ones that, that will uh, set an example. Amen? Set an example. Uh, uh, who Christ is never too young not to set an example. Amen. Uh, Minister Abdul, come up and to pray because um, he's in his in system. And uh, school, we're going to pray for the school teachers. We're going to put a head to protect you. I just want to add one thing as an educator too. If you're a parent and you got kids and things, be involved. Know what they're learning. I mean, I was confronted at my job at school and I had a teacher telling kids one day that about the big, big, thing, big Bang Theory, we come from monkeys and all this other stuff. I mean, these, these doctrines don't get introduced. They get introduced to these kids at a young age. Even changing the Constitution, rewording the way they're teaching it to the kids is different than what it originally came. So know what they're being taught. Because indoctrination always starts at a young age so they can grow up in it. Same way we're trying to, the Bible tells us to teach them at a young age so they can grow up in the ways of God. The world going to teach them at a young age how to grow up in the ways of the world. So be mindful of this question. 
the Father and God. Most high God, we just come before thee as humble as we know how. Father God, we come into you as a, a, a community of believers, Father God. And we pray and we ask right now collectively, Father God, in the name of Christ Jesus, you'll place a hedge of protection around our youth, Father God, our young ones, Father God. Father God, we pray that you'll bless and keep them and protect them, Father God, and they're coming in and they're going, Father God. Father God, we pray on this school year, God, that everything that they venture out to do, Father God, activities, Father God, their learning, Father God, that you'll be in the midst, Father God. That, Father God, you'll anoint them afresh, Father God, that, God, you'll help them, God, to excel in whatever area and whatever field that they've placed their hands to do, Father God. And, Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus, we plead your blood to be upon them, Father God. We bind the hands of Satan, Father God. We bind the hands of man's doctrine, Father God, and may try to indoctrinate them, Father God, on teaching that's contrary to your word, Father God. Father God, we pray over the schools that they're about to embark in, Father God. Father God, we pray right now, God, let not the, the ills of this society begin to affect them, Father God. Father God, let them be true and strong soldiers in you and in your word, Father God. Father God, we pray in your Holy Spirit, as your word proclaimed, God, that through your Holy Spirit you'll bring all things back to remembrance. We pray that all the teachings that's been imparted into them, Father God, when the hour of temptation is upon them, Father God, that those teachings, God, will be remembered and fresh in their mind, Father God, that they'll turn from committing any sin that go contrary to your word, Father God. Father God, we pray over their surroundings, Father God, that you surround them with like-minded children, Father God, believers and lovers of you, Father God, lovers of truth, Father God. And we pray right now with their families and their parents, Father God, that you'll strengthen their hands, Father God, that you'll place a burden in their hearts, Father God, for their children, Father God. No longer being passive and lying in this society to teach their kids. But, Father God, they'll take a stand, Father God, and understand that the righteousness that's in them needs to be poured out into their, their younger vessels, Father God. And, God, we we'll just pray right now over this church community, Father God, as a body, that, God, you'll just keep your hand upon us, Father God. Father, keep us in that straight and narrow path, Father God. It's going to lead to eternal life, Father God. Father God, take our minds out of that broad path that's going to lead us to destruction, Father God. Father God, we thank you for this word that came forth today, Father God. Father God, we just pray that, God, that we understand that this our urgency, Father God, that we begin to want to take a mindset that, God, we want to get closer to you, Father God, by any means necessary, Father God. We bind the hand of the enemy, Father God, and we pray that all the fruits of your Holy Spirit, let it be blessed and rest upon us, Father God, his force and forevermore. We pray that you place your heads of protection around us all. Keep us safe in our coming and going till we meet again. We pray and we ask this in Christ Jesus' name. Amen.